Welcome to the Odd Dad Out Podcast, where normal is not my specialty. I don't know why I'm all out of inflection to whatsoever today, but I am your host, Adam Higgins, the Odd Dad Out. You can find me at odddadoutpodcast.com and all the social places you know how to find me. Anyway, this is the show where I ramble and rant about whatever the hell is going on in my head. I make fun of some weird-ass new stuff. And I tell you about a podcast that I think you need to listen to because you need to listen to more podcasts. I don't care how many you listen to. <laughs> uh, there's, there's some people, some people I know of in some of the Facebook groups who say they're subscribed to 160, 200 podcasts. I'm like, you don't listen to all those. Don't lie. Stop it. I will admit there are some that I've subscribe to that I may have turned off auto downloads and I may have there's some I may have just straight unsubscribed to because I'm really not interested in what they they have anymore maybe they've changed a bit I don't know anyway (laughs) that's a whole other thing altogether but before I get on all of the whatevers how you doing because I feel like that is just the most appropriate way to just continue to start the show with a how are you doing? Because I care. Okay, I, and I do because it'd be really cool to just hear from you. How you, have you been having a what the hell? Just need to vent kind of day. Go for it. If you just need to vent because you just need to vent, let me know. You can just go and rant and ramble and whatever the hell you feel like over in the Oddballs Facebook group. Totally not an intentional plug, but you know what? Fuck it. If you just need to let some shit out, that's a great place to do it because you know what? No one's going to judge. And if you do, you're kind of a dick. Okay, I'm kind of a dick, but that's a whole other thing. I don't know what's with my voice today. (laughs) First off, I do want to say thank you to everybody who jumped on to my little pre-show live thing that I did. I did a Facebook live thing, pre-show thing today which was really nervous, like a nervous, nerve-wracking thing. I don't know, I'm making up words. But I, I was really nervous about it, and I guess because I, I live behind this microphone, but I don't do a lot of stuff on camera. Generally, I'm not that great-looking of a person to look at. So, not that I'm ugly, but I'm not, you know, Fabio or anything. And so, I, I generally tend to avoid cameras. And I totally blame Heather from Sunshine and Power Cuts because it was essentially this first Sunshine Summit that forced me to, you know, take out a camera and start being on camera and doing stuff like that. And this made me a little bit better about it. But anyway, thank you, all you guys who who joined in and and made me feel not so nervous. Okay, I'm still nervous, but whatever. Anyway, this week I'm back to normal. I've got a whole show. Oh my God, I've got a whole show back this week. Starting off with what I've been going on. What's what's been going on around here? So it's it's almost it's we're halfway through June. And if you're at all familiar with me and the show and all that what goes on, we generally we take our, our summer vacation in, in about July. And I've mentioned, I believe I've mentioned that my youngest brother is getting married this summer, and that's basically shaped the timing of our vacation, which all in all is in about four weeks. And we basically have, uh, oh fuck, I don't know, three, four weeks left before we have, before we leave on vacation. And this, you know, creates a certain amount of, a certain level of urgency to get certain things done. I mean, we got, we've got a ton of stuff. We got to make sure, you know, our road first aid kit is packed. We've got to make sure we've got all of the medications and all this, you know, the inhalers and allergy meds and, you know, spare glasses, all of that stuff. We just got to make sure we have all those things, but we also have to make sure first and foremost, that the cars are in decent enough shape and actually both of them, not just because we take my van when we go on vacation, but we actually leave 
my wife's car. I just say it's my wife's car. Technically, it's her car. It's basically the we have my magic school bus and then we have the car that we basically use for work. We commute and do regular, normal, don't need everybody with us stuff in the car. And we use the van if everybody's got to go. Right. Very few cases where everybody's got to go, but they do anyway. But while we're gone, we actually leave my car with my sister who kind of house sits and takes care of all the animals because like I have been talking about the last few weeks, I've got a lot of fucking animals and they kind of take a lot of, of, of care because the dog has to be fed twice a day. He's got medication. He's got to get twice a day. We got to feed the tortoise. We got to make sure there's always water. We got to feed the fish twice a day. We've got to make sure the tortoise gets fed and she gets her, her bath regularly and gets water and, and her light is turned on and off and all the, all the stuff, all of the stuff that goes with having a menagerie of animals, half of which we got from my sister. So it's easily a way to guilt trip her into taking care of them while we're gone. We also dog sit for her and stuff like that whenever she needs it too. But Nevertheless, the fact that most of our animals came from her is good grounds for guilt tripping her into taking care of them. But as a perk, we also leave our car for her to use for shuttling back and forth if she needs to, because it's a hell of a lot better on gas than her Yukon. So yeah, because ah, God, I, I think it would take my entire car's tank for her to drive over here in one trip. No thanks. Anyway, but we we we, we offer that courtesy. And so part of that, make sure the car's in shape. And one of the parts in shape that kind of kicked us in the ass recently was the tires. Because it was recently pointed out to me by one of my coworkers that my front tires on the car were looking kind of thin. And so I was like, all right, fine. Before we go, you know, as part of just our getting the cars tuned up, we'll get a couple new tires. The back tires still look fine. So we just get a couple new tires on the car. No big deal. Until Friday, because Friday around four-ish, I get a message from my wife that's just a picture of the tires with exposed metal because they were so thin that we're starting to see, they were starting to separate, which turned into a, what should I do? I was like, either drive home really carefully or change the tire and put the spare on. And of course, her next message is, death trap it is because her knowledge of how to change a tire is completely theoretical and she's never actually had to do it herself which come on she's in an office building i'm sure she could have found somebody who could have changed the tire but nevertheless turns into okay she's driving home very carefully and i am not using the car to go to work (laughs) so i ended up using my van and long story short next morning first thing in the morning like having to get up early after having to be out late Friday night because Friday night I'm always out working late. I have to get up at like eight, which I realize for some people is no big deal for me. Getting up at eight o'clock in the morning on a Saturday sucks a lot. It sucks even more when I have to drive up to the tire shop and get, and and I I leave the car there. I'm not about to wait around because that's boring. But go up there and get two new tires put on the car. Well, I, and I go to discount tire and it's not that far. It's actually like a mile, two miles, maybe away. It's straight up the street. It not a big deal. It's a 10 minute walk. And I know it's a 10 minute walk because I walk home. Yeah. And I, I think I've talked about this before where I just like, I'm, I'm not going to wait. And most of the time, and they're, they're really busy, especially on Saturday mornings over there. And so most of the time it's a case of, Hey, I'm going to leave my car here when it's done, lock the keys in it. I will pick it up later because like every other place, like I work Saturdays. Most of the time I have to leave for work before they're going to be ready. And especially when we're doing like maintenance stuff and I have to take it up to get the oil changed at the place, which is again, it's right up the street from there, but it's probably another five or 10 minutes. But yeah, whenever I'm doing that stuff, I just leave the car and I walk home. And in this case, oh, it's going to be ready in like two hours. Hey, I don't have to leave for about four. So I ended up going back. But, you know, I've still got to chug my ass home for 
uh, you know, my little 10 minute walk. And in this trip, I realized that I really need to get new sneakers because mine are really thin. And I suddenly had to make this trip twice, but yeah. And it's funny because, you know, as I'm walking home and I'm realizing that, oh yeah, I don't have any headphones, so I don't have anything to, I can't be listening to anything and damn it. But one of the things about just walking in Phoenix down, just strolling down even a major road like I am, this major, one of the major cross streets I'm walking down and there's, you know, houses right there and people's walls and blah, blah, blah. I look up and what do I see? Cactus just growing over and there's, and I, I talked about the need for prickly pear uh, leaves or plates, whatever you want to call them. And I just look up and there's a probably seven, eight foot prickly pear cactus growing over this wall and it's starting to hang over the wall. And I'm just like, I could just reach up and grab one of those plates and just rip it down. It's going to snap real easy. Cactus is honestly very weak. <laughs> you could probably just rip it up. Just go up there, grab it, pull it down. And then I'd be like, hey, what the hell's, hey, what's with that white guy walking around with cactus? <laughs> it's just some guy walking down the street with cactus and it would look awkward. So I didn't. And what are the odds? Someone's going to see me stealing somebody's cactus and that would just be, you know, uh, but, you know, I go through the whole thing and I like, they call me later and it's like, all right, fine. Walk back. Incidentally, knowing that I had to work later in the day, I went back home and took a nap before they called me back. But as I'm, and I'm walking back and I'm just thinking I could still grab that cactus <laughs> because it's like, why go and spend three bucks on a bag of pre-cut cactus when I can just, you know, just kind of take it from this one. that's just hanging over the road right there. Cause it's, I mean, it's right there. I mean, nobody's, nobody's going to notice if there's a cactus chunk missing. I mean, whatever. I I could very easily do the same thing with, 20 people in my neighborhood and just, you know, just stroll past and rip and just, you know, take a piece of cactus because, you know, it's there, but yeah, whatever. But then I realized on this, in the same sort of situation I had before, like, well, uh, how's it going to look when I show up at the tire shop? Like, hey, what, what up with a cactus? <laughs> because it's one thing to have a grocery bag with them in it. It's another to just, you know, be strolling down the street and walk into discount tire with a chunk of cactus in your hand. You're like, hey, what up with the cactus? So I, I didn't. I, I really, really considered it, but I didn't do it <sighs> because I'm lame. But all of that and I still have to go back. Basically, it, it kind of hit me this week that I don't even have a, the full three weeks left because this week, I have to be at work at work at nine o'clock in the morning. Sucks because and it is because I'm working out of town, which I do a lot of on the weekends, but I have to be and at the the job site at noon. And this is three hours away. So I have a three hour drive ahead of me on Saturday. I got to be at the office at nine o'clock in the morning, which basically means I have no time on Saturday morning to take the car in. I can try, I can try, but I can also fail miserably and I don't have the time to do it. And so I may, I don't know what I mean. I'm going to have to cram a lot of auto stuff in, in the next few weeks before we go on vacation. But yeah, that's that's just kind of par for the course. It's just kind of how it goes. Got to get it done, especially the van stuff. I got to get the brakes looked at. I got to get, you know, because that's what we're taking on the road. You know, if I don't leave the car in perfect condition for my sister, then it's, it's one thing. But if I don't have the van in good enough shape to make the trip, I'm really boned. Honestly, I think last year we did all of that stuff the week on the van, the weekend before our trip, we were cutting it really close. Probably going to end up like that this time, but I think next week I'll probably be doing the van. Just get it done. It's like, Nope, I need this and this and this. And I need, I know I need the brakes looked at. I know I need this. I know I need this. 
and blah, 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 and look at all the things and check all the fluids and make sure my van's not going to blow up on the way to Texas. Okay, thanks. But that's what's been going on with me. <laughs> there was some other stuff in my head. I, uh, I went through a lot. If you were on the Facebook thing, and I'm gonna, I think I'm going to try and start doing more of those because it's kind of fun to have the, the interaction and to have some of the people in the chat and getting to interact with the people in the chat because that's fun. But I think I'm going to try and start doing some more of that. I don't know. Maybe just get more used to it. I think it's just a, a case of breaking down nerves. But I went into some more stuff in in the Facebook thing. So maybe I'll try and do more of that stuff. Anyway, I'm going to take my first break. I'm going to refill my coffee because I realized I didn't do that between Facebook thing. And now I need more coffee to get through the rest of the show. So I'm going to play you some promos like I do, and I will be right back with the news. Chicago, July 13th, for the True Crime Podcast Festival, but feel like one day just isn't quite enough? Do you feel like the best way to grasp the intricacies of the criminal justice system are with inappropriate language and alcohol? If so, you're in luck. The night before the festival, on July 12th, at the Arrogant Frog on West Fullerton, at 7 p.m., there's going to be a collaboration event between Getting Off Podcast and Ignorance Was Bliss. Get tickets and information at IWB podcast slash live show. Hello, welcome to BSP Believer Skeptic Podcast. The podcast for two idiots debate weird phenomena. I'm Chris, I'm the believer. I'm Cody, I'm the skeptic. We are an LGBTQ paranormal comedy podcast. <laughs> and this is how it works. Every week, we pick a strange but fascinating paranormal topic, such as... La Llorona. Voodoo. Friends of Passion. Empaths. Holiday Traditions. And after presenting you with a lot of really fun information, I tell you why I believe, and then I debunk the crap out of it. And along the way, you might find some TMI information, some gay humor, and also some sexual innuendos. So tune in, have fun, and bye! All right, all right, all right. This week, it's all about the money. I don't know how that song goes, but anyway. (laughs) And how not to spend it. That's it. Money and not spending it wisely. Starting with a Swedish startup that wants to replace e-scooters with pogo sticks. If you're not familiar with the e-scooters, it's Basically, you know, the, those rental electric scooter things, I think sometimes they might be gas scooters, I don't know, where they'll just be a station and you go and like you get an app or you swipe your card or something, a little thing, you check out a scooter and you can buzz around the city on a little electric scooter for as long as the battery lasts, I guess. And in theory, you don't have to go, I guess they've got like little GPS trackers on them, whatever. And you don't have, you can just basically leave it wherever they pick them up. They take them back, round them all up, whatever. Um, Well, this company wants to basically replace these e-scooters, which a lot of cities are now banning because people just tend to be dicks on them or they're left and just become an eyesore, whatever. They want to replace them with pogo sticks. Yeah. Those things, you know, grab, you know, stand and bounce around and pretend you're Tigger Pogo Sticks, which have to be one of the most dangerous toys ever in existence. They want them to be rented out like a mode of transportation. 
I'm sorry, it's only a mode of transportation. Once again, if you're Tigger, I don't think you are, because here's a little hint, Sweden. Most people can't use a pogo stick. They're a bitch and a half to work on. I don't care if this works in Sweden, especially because they want to start this in San Francisco. Yeah, as if the idea of rental pogo sticks wasn't already stupid, let's go and have rental pogo sticks in a city full of hills. Huh? That's broken faces left and right all over. The the signature look of San Francisco is going to be a broken nose because of people renting pogo sticks. And these people are, they've invested money in this. Why? The scooters are reasonable. That makes sense. It's a scooter or even the rental bikes. We have a lot of those out here. Like out in Phoenix and more in the ASU area, there's a lot of rental bikes, a lot of rental scooters for just buzzing around campus and stuff like that, getting around downtown and and seeing the sights and whatever. That makes sense. If some asshole starts bouncing up to you on a pogo stick, it does not take but a pebble to throw that dude off and break his face. Just saying. Really, really a bad idea. (laughs) Uh, Moving along. (laughs) God, that's so dumb. I'm sorry. I've never once been able to bounce twice on a on a pogo stick without having to step off. So how is that going to be a fair enough mode of transportation? Anyway, moving on, because I said that already. <laughs> Jeez. Florida man, you know it's going to be good, spent $13,000. For a 30 centimeter wide strip of land. Uh, uh, Spoilers. Read the fine print. For one. So. Long version. This guy. Spent $13,000 in a real estate auction. He thought. He was buying. A villa. He goes to the auction. It's like, all right, I'm, I, I guess the way the listing said, it said there was property. There, there, there was a building on the property. <sighs> he didn't read all of the paperwork. He didn't note the map. What he actually bid on and spent $13,000 on was a 30 centimeter by 30 meter strip of land, basically the median between two villas. His property that he purchased actually extends underneath the two villas along their adjoining wall. So basically you get two little villas next to each other. I don't know why I keep saying villas because of what they used in the article. You got Two little two little huts, two houses next to each other, conjoined in the middle. The little between driveway A and driveway B, there's a 30 centimeter wide strip of land that extends from the curb all the way to the back of the property line. He owns that. And technically, he also owns the space between the two villas that, that runs through, which... And he looked at the documentation that was in the documentation for the auction. It would have had the map that said, this is what you're bidding on. He spent $13,000. And again, it said there was a structure on the property. Why? Because the two walls meet in the middle of that. So theoretically, he could go and cut their houses open. (laughs) If he wanted to be a dick, he could go in and and cut their walls down and it's like nope sorry my wall this is my property get off my lawn literally get off my lawn <sighs> the worst part is okay second worst part second worst part is legally he has no ground there's nothing he can do about this 
this really just comes down to a case of he did not read all of the documentation and he didn't look at everything. Like, here's the map of the property you're bidding on. Here's the documentation showing the boundaries and the square footage, all that. He didn't look at everything to know that he was bidding on a median. The worst thing, the property itself is only valued at 50 bucks. Yeah. He spent $13,000 on $50 worth of grass. Which honestly, with the price of sod, probably cost more than $50 to resod. But yeah, ain't that about a bitch? Uh, the moral of the story, kids, read the fucking paperwork, read the fine print. Oh God, that, that, that sucks. That's, I feel bad for the guy because he's like, legally speaking, he hasn't got any ground. He screwed up on his own. There's nothing that can be done. They've talked to lawyers. I was like, nope, he just, you know, he bid in poorly. (laughs) He bid poorly. That's it. There was no deception. Everything was there. If he had read it, that was the bitch. Uh, poor guy, stupid guy. Read it next time. Moving right along. <laughs> I've got a little more news this week just cause it's been a few weeks. This one is interesting because, well, I kind of, I'm, I'm 50. I, I kind of agree with him on this. Town wants to fine people for appealing fines, which is kind of a clickbaity title, but I like it. So the, the, the deal here essentially is it's a town in Wisconsin and basically say like you get an HOA violation, like you didn't weed your yard or you've got a tree that's overgrown over to, uh, you know, overgrown across the property line or into onto a wall or something, or, you know, something, uh, any number of things, you know, Oh, there's an abandoned vehicle in the yard. I don't I know how redneck this town in Wisconsin is, but anyway, basically you get a, a violation from the city that says, Hey, you're, it's a property violation. They send, you know, they give you a ticket, $50 fine, $75 fine, whatever. And you want to appeal that you say, Hey, I'm not in violation or like I have all the time. I'll get a, a citation for not mowing my yard or not appropriately edging my yard, whatever weeds, whatever happens a lot out here. A lot of HOA stuff. You get a lot of, you know, you didn't pull your weeds, whatever they send you your violation and you can appeal the violation. You can appeal the fine, the 50, $75, whatever. And in this town, they have their monthly uh, uh, appeal meetings. It's like once a month. He's like, all right, all you filed your appeal. You have to show up to, to the city council or whatever it is to state your case and say, hey, this is why I don't believe this is fair. This is why I want this. You know, this is why I don't, whatever. So they have these meetings once a month. And... In order to state your case and actually appeal this, you got to show up to the meeting. You can't appeal the thing if you don't show up. And, you know, basically what the city is running into is like 90% of the people who are appealing these aren't showing up to actually uh, plead their case. And, you know, when you look at it from a, a bureaucratic perspective or like a city perspective, you know, somebody files an appeal says, Hey, I'm appealing this. Well, they're like, okay, well, we've got to look at the dates we got. They have to do a little bit of legwork. They've got to go in and say, Hey, well, we've got photographs. We've got to pull the files. We've got to pull who filed the complaint, who blah, 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 blah. They got to pull all the stuff. They've got to have their documentation to prove. Yes, you were in violation at the time, whatever. They, they basically have to be prepared to counter whatever your argument is for the appeal. They've got to do all this work. And then 90% of people don't even show up. So they've gone through all of this legwork to uh, prove the point. You didn't even show up. So they've wasted all their time. So what they're now proposing is, 
we're going, if you file an appeal to a fine, we're going to charge you. And I get, I don't like the way they phrase this. They say they're going to issue a fine if you try an appeal. It's not really a fine. It's more like an appeal uh, fee, like more like a filing fee for the appeal. And their justification being, if we force these people to pay this for filing an appeal, then they're much more likely to show up because they've got more money invested in this because they've already had to pay something. They're trying to avoid paying a $75 fine for weeds, but if they had to pay a hundred bucks so that they could file that appeal, then they're more invested in trying to get that back because if they win the appeal, the fine goes away. So say you had a $75 fine for weeds and you had to pay a hundred dollars to appeal that, that violation. Well, I'm sorry. I want, if I didn't want to pay 75 for the weeds, I sure as hell don't want to pay a hundred for the fine. So I'm going to show up to court and hopefully win because if you lose, now you're out $175. If you win, you didn't pay shit. Good plan. I like this plan. The I, I agree with them because, come on, if you really cared to appeal, then fucking show up. If you really are going to appeal and you have to pay to appeal, then you sure as hell better show up. Otherwise, you're just wasting money and time and other people's time and money. And that, yeah, fine their asses. I agree. <laughs> Don't call it a fee though. Don't call it a fine. Say it's a, an a, a, a appeal fee, you know, an appeal, a deposit, whatever. Say like, it's the cost of the, 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 the fee or whatever the, the violation fine and say, Hey, you have to prepay your fine. But if you prepay the fine and appeal it, we will refund it to you something. I don't know, but they need to, they need, the wording is bad. I don't like the fine thing because it's, re, if, if they win, they get it all back. It gets refunded if they win. So I don't know. I think it's a good idea. That's, that's, that's me. I just think it's an interesting thing. <laughs> I think it's people are wasting time and money by appealing these things when they, if they're not going to show up to defend themselves, it's not showing up to your own court appearance. That's what they're doing. It's like, I'm, it's, it's a, in an overly simplified way. It's I'm going to sue the city for the $75 that they're trying to find me, just trying to not pay it, but I'm not going to show up in court to, you know, defend myself. So whatever. Well, if you don't show up in court to defend yourself, you can't win dumbass. That's what you get for being a dumbass. But speaking of dumbasses, oh man. Ah. Uh, you know what it is. Uh, you know what time it is. It's time for the jackass of the week. Englishman tries to sue a hotel over injury sustained in an accident. Turns out his dumbass jumped off a balcony. Yeah. So this asshole who was visiting a hotel in Mallorca, Spain. Sorry if I mispronounced that. Eh, kind of, sort of, whatever. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. I don't know. I'm terrible with pronunciations. Um, <laughs> so he claims that he had an accident in the pool and somehow he has a fractured clavicle, some broken ribs, one, what the fuck were you doing in the pool that you broke your collarbone and ribs? The hell. Unless you like slipped and fell and smashed your ribs and fell into the pool and almost drowned. That's, that's, I'm not, what the hell? What kind of pool accident is going to result in a broken collarbone and ribs? Just saying. Dumbass. Anyway, um, turns out this asshole jumped off the railing of his balcony and promptly just busted his ass. And it didn't take much real detective work to figure out this is what happened because him and his dumbass friends posted it on YouTube. Woo! Way to go, dumbasses. 
because nothing gets clicks like insurance fraud or stupidity. Okay, stupidity gets a lot of clicks because people like seeing stupid people fall on their faces. But you know, when you're doing something stupid that's going to possibly turn into jail time, maybe you shouldn't post it on the internet. Just saying. Maybe you shouldn't jump off of a balcony to begin with, but maybe you shouldn't try and sue the hotel because you're being a dumb shit. Just saying. I mean, again, don't jump off of balconies. And I, I, no, I can't say that. I've done it. I've jumped off of balconies, but you know what? If I fucked myself up jumping off a balcony, I'm not about to sue the people who owned the building, whatever. And if I were, honestly, if I were going to do that, it would probably be my own house. And I'm afraid of heights, so I probably wouldn't do it. But anyway, you're not going to look sorry. I had an accident at the pool. I don't know why he's English. I don't know why I'm going with that one. I had an accident at the pool. Uh, $33,000 in medical bills. Yeah. $33,000 or is it, let me look, let me double check because I'm stupid. 33,000 euros. So I don't know what the conversion is. Nevertheless, a lot of money because he was a dumb fuck and thought that he could play it off and somehow scam the hotel into paying for his stupidity. Fucking jackass. All right. I'm going to take one more quick break. Play yes, more promos, and I will be right back finally with the official recommended listening feature of Girl in Space. Hello, it's Heather from the Sunshine and Power Cats podcast. In association with Geeks Rising from the 10th to the 16th of August, or 11th to the 17th if you're here in New Zealand, we are hosting the second 2019 Sunshine Summit. It's a week of live streams with amazing content creators and their communities with the theme of celebrating connections. All of the details for the upcoming summit, as well as replays from our previous events and where the live streams will be happening, can be found at sunshinesummit.live. A huge thank you to the patrons of Sunshine and Power Cuts for making it possible. So check it out. And if you know our guests, we'd love for you to come and celebrate with us. And if they're new to you, come along and learn more about them. And we look forward to celebrating connections with you. Recommended listening. This probably isn't really worth noting, but during my final radiation tests of the day, I saw a blip out in the opposite direction of Ra. It's a bright light with the pinpoint clarity of a star, but obviously it's not a star since it wasn't there yesterday. Or even a few hours ago. Also, it's moving. Charlotte's taking this new development with all the grace of a garbage fire. She barged in on her hydraulic arm while I was checking Ra's radiation emissions earlier, and started reciting the entire Caldwell Enterprises Emergency Preparedness Manual to me from start to finish. I took that to mean that she thinks the incoming light is a matter of some concern. I told her to be more optimistic, that it might not be coming directly toward us, that it could simply be a mirage, that she technically doesn't have a death to fear, but she just started reciting the manual all over again from the beginning. So I wedged a fallen tree branch up into the hydraulic tracks to block her from exiting the glass house. Season 1 of Girl in Space launches September 18th, 2017, with a new episode every two weeks. Subscribe using your favorite podcast app, or stream episodes at girlinspacepodcast.com. It's all here, in space. Girl in Space, finally, officially talking about Girl in Space. (laughs) So, this show I had heard about, and and Emily, a few weeks ago, had mentioned it, and it's one of those cases, again, where I hadn't listened to something, but I knew about it, and I heard it was good, but I just hadn't gone around listening to it, and in the little bit, in the, I listened to... If you 
subscribe to the feed. There's a little teaser thing. I subscribe. I listened to the little teaser thing like you heard. And then I listened to the first episode and then I'm like, ah, fuck it. And did the entire thing. And I think there's 13, 12 or 13 episodes right now. And I binged the entire thing in just a couple of days at work. I, I really put all of my, of the rest of my subscriptions and everything else I was listening to behind for a couple of days to binge this entire show because right off it just grabs you with a wait what and you just get wait what's that what the hell and the no that's not that can't be a no i have to, you have to listen to the next one it just grabs you with the story about this girl in space in a maybe i, I don't want to get too much into spoilery stuff but she's living alone on a dilapidated dilapidated sure a space station. She's basically the, the thing doesn't or shit. I don't know if it's a space station or a ship or whatever the fuck it is, but it's, she's stuck there. She like half the ship isn't functional. She's had to basically lock herself into like three little pods of the ship and everything else has been cut off. There's no power there's no engines, nothing. She's just sitting there observing and still performing the duties of the station, observing the radiation levels and all of this stuff from this star, which later on you find out, I guess is a man-made star, which I guess we kind of the point of the experiment, I guess. Um, and then you find then like through like, it, it starts off with like little, just little seemingly insignificant things like, Oh, I found a button. I'm going to try and take it apart and see what it does. Like, ah, shit, it made a noise. Turn it off. Turn it off. And the next thing you know, there's a bright light coming at her. And there's, and then there's people. And, and then, you know, as, as some other podcast may say, and then hijinks ensue. And the, it just gets so crazy into, I, I don't know if you'd call them space pirates. <laughs> But it, 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 I, I have gotten so much into these sort of a little more dramatic sci-fi horror. I, I like the, the storytelling of the sci-fi horror audio drama stuff because there's a difference between those horror audio dramas where the point of the story is to scare you when they're building in fear when they don't have to have a strong story. It's about having the scares. It's about the jumps. It's about the, the feeling that it gives you with sci-fi. In a lot of cases, it's about the wonder of it and the coming up with, you know, crazy things. And with this, it is about the story and it is about the people and the emotion and you really become very attached to the emotions of the character and to her and then to the people who come aboard. And I'm not going to get, again, I'm trying not to get too spoilery, but the, the other people who board the ship and the way the things play out and the relationships and how the relationships change between the different people as the events of the story progress. And it just like, once you get into it, you just have, you just grab it. And you're like, no, I need more. And, and you get to the end of each episode and you're like, fuck, no, I need more. What do you mean? Ah, and you're yelling. It was like almost yelling at the end of episodes because like, no, it can't be uh, next, next, hurry up, hurry up, next, next. I gotta, I gotta know what, ha I have to know what happens next. And because I'm caught up on it, now I'm sitting here fucking twitching because I need to know what happens next. And the bitch of it is, and it, I, it, it, I'm one of those people who observes things. I'm observant. It's annoying. I noticed, and I, and I said, right. Like first day I was listening to this show, this story picked up so fast this story went from zero to 60 in the first episode. 
that she is, you know, she crossed the 88 miles per hour in that second episode and the pace of everything got so fast and everything was going so fast and the story progressed so far, so quickly that I immediately had this feeling like this is going to burn out. And I noticed looking at the dates between the time between episodes that it almost feels like she had this story mapped out to a certain degree and she finished up to a certain degree as far as creating the show. And then as it went further along, it got the time it took and everything. It looks like episodes got a little further apart and a little further apart and a little further apart. Now I'm going to say 100%. I've talked about Poplar Cove. I've talked about a few other shows that I'm still holding on for them to come back and finish and do second seasons and things like that. And I'm still, you know, when the story is good, I will wait. I will stay subscribed to that show because with the hope that they come back because the story is good and the story is engaging. And that is what this is because if it's a month between episodes and she needs a month to craft that story and make it work and make it great, I'm there. I'm ready, willing. And because there are by this point, multiple characters, which means in audio drama land, I'm fully aware it is very difficult to record when you have multiple people to record with because you have to schedule, you have to have people, you know, scheduled and you have to have recordings and then piece things together. It takes a lot more work. And so I'm, I'm not about to hold anything against her that the time between episodes has widened as the show's gone on. Because again, if you, and you listen back to what she says in the little trailer there about the start of the series, it started in September of 2017. And now it is June of 2019. And there are 12 episodes. Fine. They're 12 quality episodes. And again, if you're producing quality, I have no problem with time delay. But she did say, it's like, it'll be every two weeks. Well, things slow down. It happens. When you're making quality, spend the time. That's why I churn these out so fast. I'm not churning out quality. I'm churning out whatever's in my head. But even with that limited number of episodes, it's amazing. There's so much there. The story is there and I could feel this. I could see this show as just with what's in these first 12 episodes. This could be a TV series. This could be a movie. I I recently watched that. I am mother on Netflix. A lot of the things that happen in this story actually kind of play out a little bit. And it kind of goes with, there's a robot on the, on the station. There's a robot in the movie, you know, the, engineering of children and things like there's a lot of, of similarities that I found, but not like it's a direct ripoff or anything, but there's definitely some, some story through lines that are very similar, but that happens. That happens a lot with a lot of, especially in sci-fi, but just saying, um, I could see this being a movie really. This has such a great story. She writes such a compelling story with these characters and the way their personalities have changed and grown and and shifted through these 12 episodes. She picked, she picked this thing up and ran with it. And this story, again, it just went from zero to a hundred so fast and it's still there and it's still going at this. The story itself is at a, at a frigging racing pace. Unfortunately, it's not coming out very fast. And I'm just like, she right now, she's like George R.R. Martining everybody because it got this takes it's the suspense waiting for the next episode. Ah, but absolutely, you if you in any shred of a thought of a maybe an idea that you are into audio dramas at all, into sci-fi at all, check it out. You absolutely need to check it out. Because This is how sci-fi audio drama should be done. And it's very simple. It's a very simple sort of thing, but the sound design is there. The, the writing is amazing. 
I think she actually just did a, a talk at uh, PodX about writing these compelling stories. So absolutely, you need to check out Girl in Space at girlinspacepodcast.com. Trust me, do it. Do it now. Okay, okay, okay. I'm all done for this week. Thank you so much for putting up with me. I'm glad to be back and have a show put together all the way again. Ah, it, it, it's, it's weird. It was weird not having it all together. I felt like I was, you know, leaving you guys short. But again, thank you for everybody who was on the Facebook thing uh, today. I'm gonna try and do some more of those. See what else I can do. And thank you to all of my Patreon supporters who keep this thing going. Heather from Sunshine and Power Cuts, Chris from Play Comics, Lisa and Sam from I Shake My Head, and Kate from Ignorance Was Bliss. Again, check her out at the True Crime Podcast Podcaster Convention. Big thing in Chicago coming up in July. You heard the thing. Check it out. Anyway... <laughs> Uh, if you want to be awesome like them, you can support me on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash out and, and donate for us however the hell much you feel like and you get some extra fun stuff and I'm thinking about doing some extra more fun stuff and maybe you'll get some stickers and depending on what you want to do. There's lots of stuff there. Check it out. I'm not going to go through it all right now because I ramble enough. But... You can get links to all of the stories I talked about. Of course, my recommended listening wall of fame that I've got built up there. And all of the links to subscribe to the show on all of the big places you know how. Go to odddadoutpodcast.com. You can hit me up on the Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at odddadout. Or go to the Oddballs Facebook group and maybe... There'll be some special stuff going in there. I don't know. It's a lot more fun. Jokes and random crap and just silliness. That's what I'm, I'm trying to fill the group with silliness. And like I said at the beginning, you want to rant to ramble and just vent, go there and do it. It's okay with me. I give you permission. Remember, next week, I've got my guest of the month with Chris and Cody from BSP, the Believer Skeptic Podcast. But until then, oddballs... Thank you and good night. <laughs> <laughs>